0: Two guys, one Shaker Cup podcast, hosted by Joshua Shaw and All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome inside the Two Guys One Shaker Cup podcast. I am Ryan Buckeye, the guy across the screen. If you're watching via YouTube, Joshua Shaw. If you're listening, you'll hear his deep voice. Josh, you should have been a professional singer. Sing us, sing us a little country music yeah. since you live in Texas. <laughs>
1: You're—I don't you're, know anything about country music. That's all. That's you. That's yeah, you. I'm you're, a country. You're, and you're probably guy. like
0: you're a little town in Ohio, and you're listening to probably like. R and B, hip hop, and maybe are you EDM guy? Uh,
1: I got into EDM when of I was in Vegas, did. but I'm definitely I'm definitely hip hop. Like the the city that I grew up in was uh, pretty fifty fifty black white. So I, as an athlete, got probably more the urban side of music tastes. Yeah. I, you, you could have fooled me. I didn't realize you are an athlete, Josh. I think I learned everything, learned something new. Every single, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't
0: look like it anymore. <laughs> something new every day. Uh, speaking of athletes, <laughs> one thing about athletes, and this is a topic of conversation today, is athletes travel a lot, and so does somebody like Josh and myself with our professions now. I mean, we are in airplanes and airports or even in a car, traveling across the nation doing different consulting jobs or meeting with different brands within the, our spaces. And something that people say quite often is, how do you eat healthy on the road? When I have to go on, and, and commonly it's like, maybe I'm on vacation and I want to eat healthy on vacation. That, that might that might resonate with more of the listeners because maybe not everyone listening to this has business travel like we do. But when you're away from home, when you don't have access to that kitchen where you prep your meals, how do you eat healthy on the road? And I think you and I are pretty good proponents of this topic because we do it. I mean, we don't. I mean, I for me for one like. I don't really give myself the choice not to. So I find a way to eat healthy. And I know you actually travel more than me. And airport food sometimes is tough. Airplane food's gross. Uh, So what what are some tips that you have learned or some things that you can give our listeners when it comes to how do you approach your diet when you're traveling to stay on track with your goals?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, for me, I've been traveling for work specifically um, since I think 2006 or 2007. So this is even going into college, like with the first job that I had in the fitness industry, it was a remote position and was very much like going to territories, going to visit um, different cities. So I kind of had to get used to it pretty quickly. And i would say it's definitely a learning curve. It takes mm-hmm. a while to get used to it. Um, and, and I think that's an important lesson for people to just recognize is that you're not going to just magically be able to figure out everything right off the bat but it's about like kind of building on and learning different kind of tips and tricks and i know that people listening are probably not at the level of travel that maybe i do or or even you but it's um, it's about building like good habits good routines and trying your best to like just kind of get ahead of the game when you're doing it like try to do as much prep before you leave i think for me that was kind of like the biggest point of my kind of changing was the more prep that I could do before I left, like with business travel, it does, there's some elements of it that you can control. Like, you know, you're going to have a business meeting for dinner with a client. You tend to already know maybe even where you're going to eat at before you go there, because it's probably a nice, maybe steakhouse or, or something like that. But you can look at the menu you can kind of get a sense of like what you would want to order before to stay on track. That's kind of like tip number one. Right. And then if we're staying kind of on like food, um, again, like regardless if you're on vacation or if you are on business travel, in the city you're, with you're in, especially with like a uh, app like Yelp, you can search like what's in that area. You can look at the menus. You can t- so it takes a little bit of time to like kind of train yourself. But if you are serious about your health and health, is a big thing that can derail you when you're traveling. So if you can kind of get a sense of, what you could potentially be eating when you're on the road, it'll, it'll help you immensely. Yeah.
0: I think there's a couple things to that. So first off a, there is the sort of the, the on the go fast food aspect of business travel in which you're kind of forced to grab something on the go. And then the other side of that is like, maybe you go back to your hotel room and you can actually go to a sit down restaurant or you're actually having a sit down business meeting. So to Josh's point on the sit down restaurants, like where you know that you're going to have a business meeting, you can do that prep beforehand. I think that's, that's great. If you're in your hotel room, you can just do restaurants near me via Google or Yelp or whatever. And like you said, look at the menu. One thing that people listening to this podcast need to understand is when you go to those sit-down restaurants, you can order, like, outside the menu. I mean, they they are completely... Okay with that, unless you're at like a high scale like Wolfgang Puck restaurant where he refuses to to cook anything that's not on the menu because it's the integrity of that business. Which there's very few and far between businesses like that. But say you go to a an IHOP or Denny's or it's just a traditional steakhouse, you can ask your server to prepare your steak or your burger not in vegetable oil or butter. You can use olive oil. Like you can be so specific with these places, and generally they carry the stuff. Trust me, I know. I, I I drive people insane sometimes when I go to restaurants because. I want to order what I want to eat. So that's why Like when I'm traveling, I always try to go to a sit-down place because ideally you can then customize what you're having. The flip side of that is when you don't have the option of going to a sit-down place and your your option is either a a holiday gas station or whatever, 7-Eleven. I think everybody knows what that is, right? A 7-Eleven gas station or a Chipotle or McDonald's or whatever. That that sometimes can be tough. But the nice thing about C-Stores today, when you walk in, Five years ago, Josh, when you walked into a C store, you would see nothing but bugles, chips, and candy bars like everywhere Doritos, candy yeah. Now you walk in, and one of the first things you see are the better for you grab and go snacks, like your, like outright bar, for instance, Mark Lo 's brands now in stores or MRE bars or protein bars. There is a plethora of actually better for you options, both within the snack set and within the, the beverage coolers so they 're yeah. making it easier for us to travel too. You just need to understand when you walk into a C store what you're walking in to buy. You're not buying a meal, all right? You're not going to go in and buy a meal at a C-Store. You're buying a snack, something to carry you over, so hopefully you can get to one of those sit-down restaurants in which you can customize what you want to order. Now, Josh, your favorite fast food restaurant on the go, on the road for eating healthy, and if you say Taco Bell because Taco Bell made you rich, <laughs> I swear to God, and if, if you say that and they don't give you a sponsorship for their show, we're, we're going to pull the plug on this thing. So if it's Taco Bell... <laughs> We're gonna send send this podcast to Taco Bell and say this is the second goddamn time Josh has mentioned you. Send us send us all the all the burritos and tacos in the world.
1: Yeah, I'm probably gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off Taco Bell here and probably say you know where their CEO went to uh, Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that to me has always been a go to for. I don't know, like a decade. Yeah. At this point, like I have always and it's helped that Chipotle has has gotten such popular big and and it's in every city now. It used to be you'd have to sometimes, you know, drive five or 10 miles to get to a Chipotle if you if you really wanted it. But I tend to stick with ones that you can customize, like Mm -hmm. you were talking about with sit downs, but just with like fast casual restaurants where like you're seeing what they're putting in your, you know, bowl or your burrito or whatever it is, because then you at least have some control over what you're eating. Right. You also have the, you know, I think with the Chipotle, you know, it's better, I guess. You can make it really bad for you, but you can make it as good as you want. I think even Chipotle has, like, customization, like, uh, options now with, like, keto or paleo or – All those different ones. So they're trying to make it easy for you depending on what kind of diet you're into. And that obviously wasn't around a long time ago. But it was just always one of those things where I could see them cooking the chicken in the back. I could see them making the things. And to me, at least I felt like it was a little bit better than an option like Taco Bell where they're just warming everything up in a microwave. Which I don't want to talk shit about Taco Bell (laughs) because if you guys watched or listened to one of our other uh, podcasts, I like Taco Bell. I like – I don't – Discriminate against most foods, uh, but there was a story. If you guys, if you guys don't um, uh, go back to that one, you guys will see that I, I kind of survived off of some really bad food for a while, and that was where I became kind of the most earning potential. So if you guys haven't watched that, go back to that one. I think it maybe it's like I don't know what episode, first couple
0: episodes. We yeah, did. it's one of the first two we did. Uh, you yeah. make a good point on Chipotle, and I think a lot of people listening to this are probably like, "Well, Chipotle is my go-to place." Well, here's how you fuck up Chipotle: you add a shit ton of sour cream, a shit ton of cheese. That can fuck it up real quick. So, and then, I mean, the, the actual... It's so good. It is good. It's great. And all, I mean, guac is fine. I'm a big fan of guac. But then you get the people, sometimes they'll get, you know, wrap my burrito in two flour tortillas. Well, now you're fucking it up. So, I mean, if you get the burrito bowl with white rice, chicken, and you keep it clean, you can. Now, back to Taco Bell. Taco Bell has like their Fresca options, which is actually one of the most healthy options on fast food restaurants in all of them. I think a couple of years ago, they actually got like the most healthy fast food option with their Fresca options. So,
1: yeah, I think they still like kind of still have that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you could definitely eat healthy at top. I don't know what the quality of that food is, but it's definitely from a macro perspective, probably pretty healthy.
0: Right. I'm not sure where the chicken comes from, but it's, it, it says chicken on the menu board. So, nonetheless. Um, <laughs> but even like you look at the Golden Arches, which, I always find it funny, like, the, mo- <laughs> you know, the diabetic clinics follow the golden arches. People say that all the time, right? Or, like, um, it, that's where you would, would typically find it. But even McDonald's, as big as they are, they have options that you can get. I don't eat there personally, but I'm just literally looking at their menu right now. Their salads are fine, I mean, depending on what you use for a dressing. They have a chicken sandwich. You don't need to get the bun. They used to have snack wraps. I don't know if they still do. Um, but every major fast food restaurant should have some kind of option. Again, with even McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or whatever, you can customize what you're ordering. You don't need to get the bun. You don't need to get mayo. You don't need uh, a traditional ranch you know, uh, dressing pack. So even your traditional fast food restaurants, there's no excuse. You can still eat healthy. Now, for me, my conscience is like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you going there? But if that's your only option, and, and it's either not eat or eat, you got to eat. You got to eat something. So you need to go... Uh, to the route of like in this case McDonald's, but there, are, in terms of other restaurants that are really good, you know whether you love or hate their political stance, Chick Fil A is a phenomenal option because they have a ton yeah. of grilled chicken that you can get. Um, and I think you know people listening to this right now are probably going to maybe reach out to us at some point. Josh, be like, well, what about this? What about this? Okay, so if you're getting a traditional burger from some of these places, no, it's probably not going to be the best in the world for you because I worked at the McDonald's and the Hardee's as a kid. I understand what they make this stuff with. At least back then, it's not it's not pleasant. By any means. But I do know, like, Hardee's, for instance, or Carl Jr.'s is, is depending on where you live in the country, like, everything is charbroiled, which goes over flames. So they're not cooking it on the flat top. You're not cooking it in, like, grease and stuff from everything else. So there are some ways you can get around. But, again, it goes back to customization. Uh, that's the biggest thing. You can customize anything from almost anywhere. A lot of it, too, um, can be on where you stay and what kind of hotel you stay at because we've been in hotels before, Josh, that actually have either full kitchens or maybe you have a microwave and a refrigerator in your room. Or worst case scenario, they offer a continental breakfast or a communal area that has a microwave. So you yeah. can actually go to a grocery store or you can actually have meals ordered and delivered to your hotel room so you can eat right on the go. Have you ever done that before?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's another kind of, kind of prep before. I mean, I think picking your hotel around maybe what attributes or, or things that you would like it to have, especially if it has a kitchenette or, or something in there that you can kind of get – you said go to a grocery store like if you have a rental car or you know whatever you can uber there if you want to but if you have access to maybe go to a grocery store and pick up some things that you can control um, to your point as well like now you can even like amazon prime now or or have instacart deliver the stuff to a hotel room they'll do that so it's not like you can even if you don't have a rental car there's not much of an excuse if you really really wanted to make sure you stay on track um with the The continental breakfasts and things like that, there are some ones that um, have better ones than others, like that have maybe hard-boiled eggs or or things like – you can always find something. Now, there's always going to be those spaces you maybe don't want to go. And that's all dependent on probably what kind of diet you're into, maybe even if you've worked out before you went to the continental breakfast. And we'll probably talk about working out and stuff a little bit later in this, but just – maybe then you can have your cereal or something that's a little bit like fast digesting carbs that you wouldn't want to have if maybe you weren't working out Mm -hmm. or something. So it depends on the variables. But hotels are kind of one of the biggest areas that you should be looking into because this probably over the last decade has changed a lot. Like now hotels are very much trying to get you in a sense of like being in your normal routine, your wellness, uh, they some of them offer like um, you can rent uh, New Balance like shoes and clothes. I think that's like, the Westin's like there's yeah. a couple different chains that really even go like they have uh, run tracker things that you can kind of check out or they'll give you some tips on where you should go in the city to work out or, or whatever it is. So like they're trying to help you. I think nowadays it's a lot easier to be healthy uh, than it was even a decade ago when I first started. It was kind of you're on your own. Yeah. I think also you didn't have as much like. You know, social media apps and things and stuff that you could kind of like pull from and all this information. You, you didn't have as much of that 10 years ago. But now it's kind of – the excuses are starting to dwindle for people that are not, uh, you know, talking about how they can't handle this lifestyle right. when they're on the road. So uh, I know we've – that's always like a common thread in our uh, podcast is like kind of pulling away some of the bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and this is no you know, no different. This is yeah. just like anything else. You can, you can choose to do whatever you want. Um, but it's easier now to choose the, the healthier way. Yeah.
0: And I got to say this too. Like, there's a difference between going on vacation and a difference on going on, like, a business trip or travel for work. Because I get it. If you go on vacation, say, like, you were just in Mexico, sometimes you don't give a fuck about your diet and health. You want to relax. You yeah. want to have some beer. You want to you enjoy whatever type of food they have, have cake, ice cream. That's fine. But, like, say you travel, like, once or twice a month, that can't be your excuse every time. Like, you can't approach that saying, I'm on vacation. I can get drunk with my coworkers. I mean, you can. But then if you're going to go back home and bitch why you're not healthy, well, it's your own goddamn fault. So what we're doing here is saying, like, here are some options you can do. And Josh mentioned, like, apps. Apps have made this stuff so easy. Even if you pick a hotel that's not close to anything. I literally, for the first time, ever used Uber Eats, like, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It is amazing. It is an amazing platform. Now, before that, I used Grubhub once upon a time, but both of them. Any of those food delivery apps, you're not forced to go to fast food. You're not forced to go down to the gas station and buy something, like... You have places that are literally like 15 miles away sometimes that are willing to bring it to you, to your, to your hotel room, to your, to your fucking door. Knock on your door and there it is. And literally, it's either a free delivery fee and you might just have to pay a tip or you maybe pay three bucks to bring it to you. They have made it so convenient for us to diet and eat correctly on the road because you get full access to their menu. You can customize it pretty good in these apps too. I mean, you could add and, and remove stuff. Um, <clears throat> so even if you don't have a microwave in your hotel room, like you literally can go ahead and order almost anything you want. And, and Josh mentioned Chipotle or Qdoba or if it's a sit-down restaurant, you can get that stuff. And if, if you don't have these apps, like, I urge you to check them out. Like, we're not getting paid by these apps by any means, but they are super convenient. Uh, have you used any of the food delivery apps yet?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, like, it's a, it's a super go-to for me. And I think Uber Eats specifically because they have, like, so, I do some international travel as well, and a lot of cities also have uh, Uber Eats. So when you're not familiar with your surroundings, a lot of times – It's just easier. So, especially on business travel where you are trying to jam pack as much possible when you're today. I think you've mentioned it a few times when you were on your trip to New York, New Jersey, is that when you get home to your hotel room, you know, home, whatever, uh, you still have to plug in and work for a few hours. So, it's hard for you to then go to a restaurant, sit down, wait for the service, whatever, where you can order 30 minutes later, it's coming to you. You're already working while you're going, you're just eating while you're going. I mean, it's not the you know, much luxurious lifestyle that you could have. But it's it's possible and it helps you. And it's one of those things that if you haven't used one of those apps, I mean, I, I would suggest doing it. I know that it is a little, bit, a little bit costly here and there, depending on the areas and what you want to order. But at the end of the day, it is a better option than, you know, going and grabbing like some M&Ms from the yeah. hotel lobby or whatever it is that, because you're so starving or whatever. So that's just – yeah, I mean I love those things. That's I, I honestly – I even use it um, in, in kind of day-to-day mm. just because it, it does sometimes cut down on you know if I don't have anything prepped to eat at home when I'm working.
0: Yeah, I mean to your point, like even if you're not traveling, it's a great app if, if you have kids or whatever and you're just busy, you can't make stuff. It, it's very convenient and very quick. The one part that I, I used to struggle with in corporate America was when you go – to these business meetings and you'd have luncheons and they would cater in food because now you don't have the option on customizing it. You have to kind of eat what's provided. Same like if you go to a wedding or whatever. Um, So typically, like, they would always do the easy thing, like sandwich platters and stuff that I'm just not a big fan of. Now, that part is a little bit more difficult. So how you can do that is, like, obviously you could take the bread off, throw it away, or you could just, like, take the protein that they have there. Or I mentioned earlier, if you are good with having meals delivered to your room, You know, on the day that you're there or whatever, you can bring those meals then to wherever that that meeting's at, and heat up. Don't feel bad. Don't feel awkward if you're eating something that nobody else is eating. Like you should. That's the one thing too. People would look at me when I did that and be like, "You don't eat what the rest of us eating?" No, I don't. I don't want to eat what the rest of you're eating, and I'm not going to feel bad about it because I have this lifestyle that I live, and I'm happy about it. So, those listening, if you're ever hesitant to do that. Fuck what people think. Do you. That's the biggest thing. Do you because it's your life, it's your skeleton, you get one of these things. Now, I know, Josh, you have been in these too. And sometimes we're forced to eat what's there. But at the end of the day, if it's just one or two things, it's not a big deal. I mean, maybe it's not ideal for your lifestyle, but you can still kind of pick and choose and hopefully make the best selection on what they cater. Because even to that point, like these businesses sometimes tend to send out emails in advance saying, like, I think they have to do this. Like, Are there any food allergies we need to be aware of? or any special requests don't be afraid to say like i don't want this and, and see if they'll they will help you out and get what you need because literally if you have a peanut allergy they can't bring anything in the room that contains peanuts that's just not you know so <laughs> yeah. like it's very important to specify what your likes and dislikes are because you're there as a service to whoever's bringing you there like you are an asset to that company they're for the most part they should oblige your requests and, and help you out
1: yeah no it's that's that is kind of the tough thing i think uh kind of a thing that I've used is if I know that's going to happen, I'll make sure that I bring like a on the go snack, like a protein bar or something Mm -hmm. that I eat maybe an hour before I know that the lunch is coming. And then when the lunch does come to your point, like if it's a a sandwich platter or something like that, I'll pull off maybe just the protein from it or whatever. And it it does, it takes a while for you to get confident enough to do that, I think. And it also maybe helps at least in my world, your world, like, We're dealing with people that sometimes have similar interests, especially now that you're out of, like, corporate America, out of, like, the big CPG area. If you're in a meeting with somebody in a fitness sense, like, they're not going to look at you weird. They're going to be like, oh, okay. Right. It probably makes them feel bad because they're like, damn, I should be doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's – uh, you could – there's always a way to get around it, like you said. I mean, just – Ask if you don't ever ask, you never get. So sometimes it's just a matter of, Hey, I don't want to feel bad, but can I get something maybe a little bit different because of XYZ? And usually mm-hmm. they're super understanding, but you know, I, I think it does. You're, you're not always going to be able to control all the variables, right? But the more that you could control, the-, the better, yeah. So I-, I think you know, we talked a bunch about diet, uh, we talked a bunch about eating and things, and I think that people are going to have a ton of questions. I would be glad to try to help. I'm not somebody that is like, you know, a bodybuilder or anything like that, but I've done a bunch of this and I've been able to, you know, do some different things that have helped me. But what about like training, like going to um, maybe gyms? Because Mm -hmm. depending on if you have a uh, corporate gym that you go to, and maybe those place doesn't have a location, or maybe you... Just honestly, you don't have a rental car. You don't have the time to actually go to the the full gym or or whatever. I mean, you just went through a business trip. Right. um, And I know that you kind of built your trip around some of the the gyms, but I think that's a good lesson. Maybe you can like maybe expand a little bit. I know people aren't going to go maybe to that level, but it'll help them at least understand how you – thought of your trip before you went on it? Yeah, the biggest thing for me, when I
0: go, wherever I go, I still have to train. It's more my mental sanity than anything. Like I need to get in the gym in the morning or at least in the evening and get that training session in because that helps me from a mental standpoint, not just physically want to keep my, my, my look up, but like mentally i need it. So um, New Jersey, New York for a full week, I made, no, I had a rental car. So obviously I was able to Google gyms around me. I don't give a shit at that point what a day pass costs. It's that important to me that I will pay. I went to a gym called Bez Powerhouse Gym in Lo- on Long Island. It's one of the most famous gyms in America, probably the second most famous gym in America, so they can charge for it. It's 25 bucks a day. I paid 50 bucks to go for two days because that, that was how important it is to me. Now, to those listening, you might not, it might not be that important to you. So here's what you do. You can have an option of the hotel you stay in, hopefully, unless work is putting you up somewhere. Now, if work is putting you somewhere, most hotels have something. Now, they might not have free weights, but if they have a cardio machine, an elliptical, a bike, fucking use it. Like, Just get active. Get the blood flowing and do something. It's that important because if you don't and it's, and it's part of your routine and that's what you're used to doing, it can be very difficult then to basically make it through that day for you. And uh, you know, for me too, like it's super important that even if I don't have a rental car and say a corporation puts me up in a, a Marriott courtyard, which has just a, an adequate mediocre gym, but I want something a little bit more. Again, back to that, back to your little best friend in your pocket, that, that $1,200 device called a cell phone. Google gyms around you, grab an Uber, and go. Because most places are going to have, like, most business trips aren't taking you to, like, desolate areas in the middle of a cornfield in Nebraska, okay? You're, you're, you're somewhere in some sort of metropolitan area with access to something, whether it's an anytime fitness, a corporate gym like L.A. Fitness, or maybe it's just a small little fitness place on Main Street. doesn't matter. Use Google. Get access to an Uber if it's that important to you. Yes, it's going to cost you more to work out. But here's the cool thing about business travel. If, this is what I've always been told, and this is what I tell people all the time. If a company is sending you somewhere away from home and away from your normal routine, they do need to reimburse you for you to keep up things that are basically normal to your life. Like Companies have always told me that. If it's normal in your life to work out, and this is now creating some sort of like disconnect from your normal life, and you incur expenses because of that, an Uber drive or a day pass to a gym... Don't be afraid to submit those receipts. Talk to your manager and submit them because that's who you are. And if your company wants you to go on these trips, then they need to reimburse you and take care of you so you are still able to live your normal, healthy life even while on the road.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think that that's what I've been told as well. Like I've, I've definitely done that myself for a long period of time. Um, I've also always kind of kept a um, like a corporate uh, gym membership. So like a 24-hour fitness or a Gold's Gym or something just because that is in a lot of metropolitan areas, so it is helpful to, Mm. if you're traveling to those areas, to have access to all of those different gyms. Um, We talked about like the hotel gym. You know, I think that for me, one of the tips that I've always kind of used, and it's taken me a long time to get used to it, maybe not so much you, because I know you're somebody that likes to wake up early and and work out, but what I've found is like, I'm not a morning workout person. I'm usually more of an afternoon workout person, but the... When you're on the road and you're traveling, you're doing different things, different variables, and it's not in your normal day-to-day, what ends up happening is like you just – your body kind of gets more exhausted in a a little bit of a sense. So if you're able to go to uh, the hotel gym in the morning before you start, before you have breakfast, like you get it out of the way. And I'm not – I mean you're not going to be able to get your normal workout in. You're not going to be able to get this – I mean there are some gyms, some cities that have some really good hotels that have some really good gyms. Uh, so if you're lucky <laughs> enough to find yeah, yeah. one of those, great, but the, most of the time it's going to be a couple pieces of cardio and some dumbbells, and that's usually enough to be creative um, to your sense like with apps and everything. Like get on a bodybuilding.com. Get on something that's like hotel workouts or uh, at-home workouts or whatever. There's usually a lot of those kind of like uh, unique kind of workout themes regimens that you could kind of get onto for like a couple days and just get it done in the morning because if you try to wait until the end of the day and you have all this extra variables and you just feel like exhausted and then you even know you have a couple hours of work when you get back to your hotel room, odds are you're just gonna say, ah, you know what, I'll wait until I get home to to work out. And right. that's not what you want to do when you're on business travel. In the same sense, like when you're on vacation, that's a different beast. Because usually when you're on at least my vacations, like Usually, maybe walking a lot. Maybe you're in a big city, maybe in New York or something. You're walking a ton downtown. You're you're, so you're getting activity, but you might not be getting your normal like, you know, pumping weights or whatever it is. So it's a little bit different. But don't kind of like, kind of like hurt yourself and get really stressed out and ex- anxious over like, oh, I didn't get my workout in because honestly, that's probably worse mm-hmm. than just you know, anything like the whole, like putting yourself in more of a stressful uh, state to like you're getting some activity, just, you know, you're on vacation, relax a little bit. So I think there's definitely two, two ways to look at that.
0: To that point too, when you're on vacation, say you unplug, you don't work out and you kind of eat like shit. What that kind of does too is when you get back on Sunday or Monday or whatever it is, like you're reinvigorated, like you're ready to go back to the gym. And sometimes that little break uh, is much needed mentally and physically for your body, depending on how often and how hard you train. Now to Josh's point, like The internet is your best friend, right? You can look at... If you're booking your own hotel for these business travels or just whatever travel you're doing, like the pictures are there. You can see what amenities these hotels have. Maybe if there's a pool... Maybe there's no weight room, but there's a pool. Swim laps. Do something. But I have always said this. If you have a floor, you have a gym. And what I mean by that is you can get down, you can do sit-ups, you can do push-ups, you can do a bunch of different things in your room. Uh, I've seen people do hotel workouts that way as well, so that's also another option. Um, But I, I make it a point to... For me, either there has to be a gym within driving distance or Uber distance, or the hotel has to have a sufficient gym, or I just won't, I won't stay there. And I will pay a premium for a hotel or a location that has access to these things because it's important to me. And so you need to ask yourself while you're listening to this podcast, like, how important is it is to me to maintain a healthy lifestyle on the road? Or are you just somebody that wants to disconnect and do whatever you want? Do you want to go out with the boys and girls if you aren't – we've all been out with sales teams before, Okay. Those in sales love to drink. You like to go, if you're having like a national sales convention, you are going to party your face off. I get it. And you should, especially if you had a good year. But it depends on, it comes down to like what's important to you. If, if it's important to you, you will find a way via the internet, book a hotel that has sufficient equipment or close proximity to something. In terms of food, again, Uber Eats, just, just be, be uh, creative when it comes to the menu because those who complain about it, and I just want to say this, one last thing, so... Those listening to this podcast may know, like, for the longest time, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I wanted to be with the World Wrestling Entertainment WWE. These guys are on the road 200 plus days a year, in and out of hotel rooms, in and out of airports. I have friends with WWE right now. And when I asked them about eating healthy, they said it's not hard at all. You just, like, what I just told you guys go to an IHOP, customize. Some people get, like, the Nutrition Solutions meals and they carry around, like, these insulated bags. Now, that can be a pain in the ass, but it's important to them because they're getting paid to look the part. It's not impossible. You don't, it doesn't have to be hard. You just have to get comfortable with being who you want to be and get comfortable with making, doing some, maybe a little bit more
1: pre work instead of just showing up and expecting things to be cared to you. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think it's, it just comes down to how, <laughs> how much you prioritize um, your health and fitness. If you, you know, care about it as much as you, know, you type on the keyboard and tell people about, then <laughs> you're going to make the changes. If you are just somebody that talks and doesn't actually walk the walk, then you know, you're always going to be consciously saying things about, uh, excuses. So that's, and leave it at that, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And to Josh's point earlier, like with us being within the realm of sports nutrition and fitness, it is a little bit easier because a lot of us do tend to live the same lifestyles. For instance, when I was in New York, I went out with Mark Laser from Nutribio. Dude gets two two <laughs> two things of salmon uh, and some like a, a nice slow slow digesting carb. Like he lives the life too. And the rest of us were like we're at an Italian restaurant. We could have gotten pasta, but we didn't. We just got chicken and we stayed away from the pasta, although it looked and smelled delicious. We stayed away from it because this is uh the lifestyle that we live. So if you guys have questions or need tips on this like feel free to reach out. We're on Facebook. We have the two guys one cup or two guys, one shaker cup. Yeah, one cup. Two guys, one shaker cup <laughs> podcast on on Facebook. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Write us a review. How about the algorithm? Uh, you can follow Josh as well. Personally, he's got a, an awesome for J. Consulting. If you guys want more, some business aspect, his Facebook page is tremendous. He covers things like earning reports from some of these big companies and it, it's, it's great. And we, I have obviously the fitness informant page too. So we urge you to follow us on all of our platforms. We put out a plethora of content and information that's Geared to help you make better decisions on what you're doing in life, so um, we appreciate everybody's support. The listens have been great. The the engagement has been increasing. So keep it coming. Keep firing at us. Maybe if you think Josh and I are full of shit, tell us we're full of shit. And uh, like I said in previous episodes, we will uh, will prove to you that we're not. Hopefully, this is the goal. <laughs> podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Podcast, and more. Follow us along on our social media channels. We're on Facebook, Two Guys, One Cup, Instagram, and Twitter.